Ministries with director and Bible teacher Debbie Blank. Each week, Debbie examines current events through the lens of end times Bible prophecies. Please visit our website for information and past programs at livingwordministry.org. Now let's open our Bibles to focus on truths from God's Word with Debbie Blank. Here in America, we're honoring our mothers and fathers on their special days over the next month. Actually, this is something we are commanded by God to do in the fourth or fifth commandments, depending on whether you're Catholic or Protestant as to how you number them. But we're commanded by God in Exodus 20:14 to honor our fathers and mothers. Yet as we celebrate our parents, it's interesting that our country and our world are now taking away the rights and responsibility God has given to us as parents. Children are being given the freedom to make life-changing and destructive decisions without their parents' knowledge or consent. And oftentimes it's happening in the school system. We've seen several examples of that just this year, which should raise concern and cause us to take action. I'm Debbie Blank, opening an uncomfortable but necessary discussion that we parents and grandparents need to know and act upon for the sake of our kids. And I'm co-host Jackie Sailors. There's a chilling warning in the Bible to anyone who would even think about harming one of Jesus's little children. Paraphrasing Jesus, it will be better to have a heavy millstone hung around your neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea than to lead one of these little ones astray. Yet those who plot and scheme to sexualize children are proceeding from very bad to unimaginably worse. And they are deceiving and blocking the parents who are trying to protect them. Sexualization of children in sex education classes has progressed to pornography and drag queens, homosexuality and gender identity mandates, enforced by policies which block parents' consent or even their knowledge. And Washington State has just passed a law to take children away from their parents who don't agree to drugs and sex reassignment surgeries. Now, a United Nations report is recommending the decriminalization of a host of sexual activities, including, believe it or not, sex with children. This United Nations report is very disturbing. It was released on March 8th of 2023, and it just adds to the growing concerns that we have globally and nationally about what they're doing to our children. So let's talk about this report. The report is erroneously titled, Principles for a Human Rights-Based Approach to Criminal Law Prescribing Conduct Associated with Sex, Reproduction, Drug Use, HIV, Homelessness, and Poverty. Well, that is a long title of what this is about. And it sounds kind of good. It's like we're going to deal with what's going on and we're going to deal with it in a positive way. Under Principle 16, it's titled Consensual Sexual Conduct. And so this Geneva-based International Commission of Jurists, which is aided by the Office of the United Nations High Commissioner for Human Rights, they wrote, with respect to the enforcement of criminal law, any prescribed minimum age of consent to sex must be applied in a non-discriminatory manner. Well, doesn't everybody want to be non-discriminatory? But it goes on to say, enforcement may not be linked to the sex or gender of participants or age of consent to marriage. So in other words, they're not going to discriminate against sex with children of any age, or they're not going to discriminate based on gender. So kids can be any gender they want to be. This is really frightening. It goes on to say, sexual conduct involving persons below the domestically prescribed minimum age of consent to sex 
may be consensual, in fact, if not in law. In this context, the enforcement of criminal law should reflect the rights and capacity of persons under 18 years of age to make decisions about engaging in consensual sexual conduct and their right to be heard in matters concerning them. So those are quotes from their policy. But listen to what it really means. What it means is children of any age can decide to have sex, and it's okay, and it's legal, and they can have it with anybody they want to. Well, when you grow up in a school system that says sex is good, and they start teaching you about condoms and sexual activity at the ages of kindergarten, you're going to want to experience this sex at a much younger age than is legal in our country. And yet, What about kids that they say it's consensual between kids and adults, but the kids are manipulated into sex or forced into sex? It's not really consensual, but they're afraid to say it's not. So this new policy, if in fact it is enforced, is going to allow children worldwide of any age to have sex. If we go back in history, we can recall that Muhammad married Fatima when she was like nine years old. That became okay for Muslims to do. In our society, this is not correct because we are supposed to protect our children, not allow them to get involved in relationships, especially sexually, at ages when they can't make a proper determination. Yes, what's really alarming was when they said children under 18 with no minimum. It can be a child of any age. That's just stunning and shocking. And to wonder, who wants this? Do the children want this? They're talking about the children's consent, what they want. We know that we have other laws about consent for other things where we know that children aren't old enough, mature enough to make decisions about a lot of things, let alone something like this. And we've always been concerned about the difference in power where you have somebody like an adult who's bigger, stronger, more powerful than a child. The manipulation that they can do to a child makes consent nearly impossible. I don't know how they are doing this or saying this and getting away with saying this, but they're not. There's a lot of pushback. And Liz Crocom Telegram, her analysis was that the UN report calls for decriminalization of all sexual activity, including between adults and children. This should come as no surprise because the UN has had a massive pedophilia and trafficking problem for years. The cabal's end goal is to normalize and then legalize pedophilia, which she's been saying for years. And you talk about pedophilia, that's exactly the door that is open with something like this. Children are going to be abused and mistreated, and yet they're going to be forced or believe that it's consensual. And it just allows adults having sex with children, even a child of six or eight or 10 or 12. And that's what they're talking about here. The law goes on to say, that the enforcement of criminal law should reflect the rights and capacities of a person under 18 years of age to make decisions about engaging in consensual sexual conduct. So kids under 18 should have the right to make their own decisions. We know because we were that age that you don't make good decisions when you're that age. You make decisions based on emotion, based on your friends, based on sometimes what you've learned in church or what your parents have said. We don't always make the right decisions, and yet this is opening the door to that. And not only that, which to me is the worst, because this is a whole new avenue. This hasn't been discussed publicly before, the idea of pedophilianus or 
engaging in sex with minors. But they also support homosexuality in this. Again, you have to accept that kids can make their own decisions about sex for kids to make their own decisions about homosexuality or transgenderism, which is what they're doing in many states in the United States. In regards to homosexuality, it says consensual sexual conduct may never be criminalized. No matter the type of sexual activity, sexual orientation, gender identity, or gender expression of the people involved, or their marital status. So now we have married people who can have sex of any kind with any age person. Let's look what God says. Marriage is to be between one man and one woman, and that's when the sexual union comes to play, not until marriage. That's why God says in Genesis 2, 23 and 24, man and woman, it says, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She should be called woman because she's taken out of a man. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. That is the only time that we are allowed to have a sexual relationship is in the confines of marriage. I don't care what the culture says because our culture has gone away from that. But God's word is divine. It's true. It's honorable. And that's what we're to follow. If we have gone outside God's boundaries, then it's our requirement to go to God and confess that and ask him to keep us pure. But to allow sex with minors is just indiscriminate sexuality. And then we need to consider what the New Testament says regarding the responsibilities of the family. Wives should be subject to their husbands as is suiting to the Lord, according to Colossians 3. In verse 19, it says, Husbands, love your wives and do not be embittered against them. Children, be obedient to your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. And yet our government and the world, United Nations, is trying to teach our kids that they don't need to obey us. They can be independent and make their own decisions. And then Colossians 3.21 says, Father, do not exasperate your children so they will not lose heart, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And that's Ephesians 6.4. It's our responsibility, specifically the father's responsibility, to train up the children in the right way they should go. How difficult that is when the United Nations, the government, the school system, Hollywood, all these other entities are telling children things different than what they're being taught by their parents. We have a unique world in which we live that causes us as parents and grandparents to have more responsibility in knowing what our kids are doing, what they're learning, who their friends are, and what their relationships are like, and teaching them biblical principles as well as honorable principles. Our nation was founded on Christian principles. So to follow our country and our laws, as well as to follow the word of God, we should be walking in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Oh, I pray that each one of you, our listeners, will take this to heart and train up your children in the way they should go so that when they're old, they will not depart from it. Train them up in the truth, because if we don't, they will be going the way of the world, and they are going to find themselves in dark places, spiritually, morally, physically, and mentally. Now, keep in mind, we as the United States are not under obligation to follow this report, at least not right now. But more and more, 
our president is looking to support a lot of United Nations activity. That includes the World Health Organization, which he's considering becoming part of. The World Health Organization deals with health issues, and health issues arise out of sexual issues. So the World Health Organization could end up adopting this policy, and if we say that we will follow everything they say, then we automatically will inherit this sexual policy for our children. It's frightening the direction we're going towards globalism and the way that they want the whole world to fall into their depraved belief systems and attitudes. You mentioned health and and doing some of these things under the auspices of HIV or things like that. But once they get their toe in the door, it's all this other stuff. And what's really concerning is when we read the titles of certain things, they sound so nice. They sound so good. We've covered this in many areas in recent programs, how whatever it sounds like isn't necessarily what it is. And if it sounds good, you can almost be positive that it's the opposite. So you look at what this is called, and they're referring to all of this under the heading of human rights. This commission, this report, human rights. It's a human right for children to have sex with adults because that's what they want. That makes no sense. But when you read through that, that's kind of the attitude that they have, that they're protecting the rights of children. And so often they act like the rights of children are in conflict with the rights of their parents, who are really there, put there by God to protect these children. But so much of it is against parents. I know a young man who was a lifeguard when he was in late high school. So he knew all the kids at the pool and talked to them all the time. He couldn't believe the junior high school girls that would come up and talk to him and tell him about the sexual activities that they've had or wanted to have strictly because it made them feel loved and appreciated and cared for because a male would want to be with them and they wanted to please the male. These are 12, 13-year-old girls. They don't know any better, but they want love and affection And they're going in the wrong places to try and find it. So often these girls are from broken homes. And if they weren't from a broken home or they have at least a dad who loves them and cares for them and respects them in the right ways to be a role model for them so that they have that need met for fathering. Instead, some of these girls are so needy that they'll try to get it from anywhere. And that's really dangerous. Well, and that could lead to prostitution, too. And this report covers prostitution. What it says is, criminal law may not forbid third parties who facilitate, manage, organize, advertise, or rent a hotel room for sex in exchange for money between consenting adults. So what they're saying here is prostitution's okay. You can be a pimp. You can rent the hotel room. You can get the money. It's all legal. That is not what we promote in the United States. We have prostitution. It's obviously an issue worldwide. But it shouldn't be legalized just because people are doing it. We need to follow a moral compass. And that moral compass is the truth of the word of God. Even if people say they don't believe in God and they don't believe in the Bible, at least in the United States, most of us are raised with knowing the difference between right and wrong. Just because a government or our government changes that doesn't make it so. We have to be careful to take back the integrity and the moral compass again of our culture 
So much of this prostitution that's going on worldwide has to do with human trafficking and sex trafficking, people who are not in this with any um, consent of their own at all, but they have been kidnapped, they have been used and abused. People sometimes think, well, prostitution, it's a victimless crime. It's consensual and so forth. Not so, not at all. Well, this policy or this report that has come out from the United Nations and this committee also supports abortion. Shouldn't be surprised. That's a worldwide support of most countries, even though not all people agree with it. Certainly in our country, we're divided pretty much 50-50. It also supports global discriminization of a host of other sexual behaviors like HIV, gender expression, drug possession, and homelessness and poverty. It says these and other behaviors are a matter of human rights. And criminalizing them is harmful to those who engage in such activities by placing a social stigma on them. So we aren't supposed to stigmatize people, and therefore we'll just decriminalize everything so there's no crime. Regarding drugs, the report calls for the decriminalization of drugs, including possessing, growing, buying, and using drugs. Well, we have found out in our country that one of our biggest problems is opioids. Opioids are legal drugs, but here you're talking about illegal drugs, which will become legal. So we're going to have a society of drug addicts. Drugs change your mentality. They change your actions. They change your desires. They lead you in a direction that you wouldn't normally go, and yet we're going to decriminalize them. And then the next issue that they address is poverty. They're decriminalizing panhandling and certain activities that I think when you listen to people from New York City and other big cities, how horrible it has gotten with people on the streets, living on the streets, begging for money, causing a lot of problems. If you can envision that there is no activity that is going to be criminalized under the guise of poverty. And they even go on to say those activities include begging, panhandling, trading, touting, vending, hawking, or other informal commercial activities. They talk about even urinating on the ground. That's okay. Nothing wrong with that. Defecating? No problem. We're going to decriminalize it. Hygiene-related activities? They don't have to wash. They don't have to bathe. They can just sleep on the streets. It makes no sense. What we're doing is making a world society, really, of people who have no responsibility and no consequences. The Bible is full of God giving us ifs and thens. If you do this, then this will happen. So if you do the right things and follow God, then you're going to have blessings and honor from the Lord. If you do the wrong things, then you're going to have consequences. Well, that's biblically, spiritually, but it's also in life. This is saying, no, there's not. No consequences. You can do whatever you want to do. What does that lead to? A lawless society. People can do whatever they want, regardless of how it affects themselves or how it affects other people. Keep in mind, Jesus said the two commandments are to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. How do you love your neighbor as yourself? When you, first of all, don't hold them accountable for their actions, but secondly, it virtually encourages them to do wrong things. That is not God-honoring. Well, it sounds like in this report, you can't really bring up a law against public defecation in urination 
that's supposed to be okay. You're not supposed to criminalize that in any way, shape, or form. People who have visited San Francisco in the last years say it's so horrible in some areas of that city that they put out maps as to where to go to avoid stepping in certain things that are on the sidewalks. And health, if they're talking about health on one side of their mouth and then out of the other side of their mouth, they're saying this is okay, that's terribly unhealthy. It just doesn't make any sense. And all of this really contradicts what the UN already has written in many of their principles and many of their laws protecting kids from sexual violence and from war crimes in war countries where sex with minors is often a major problem. We are talking about national or international organizations that the United States has participated in or may participate in. One is the International Criminal Court. President Bill Clinton did sign us up where we would be part of that, but President Bush took us out of it and we haven't gone back into agreeing with their directives. But if the criminal court, if children can consent to sex, then when is it a war crime when sex is happening with children? Because all the people have to do is say it's consensual. And then it's he said, she said against what the kids say. And then how long before the UN and global entities do in fact decriminalize adults from having sex with children? And there's no criminalization even if it's not consensual. Boy, what a mess we find ourselves in. Understand that this report contradicts law in the United States. And of course, it promotes a godless agenda. 34 states consider the age of consent to be 16, while most others say consent is 18. And yet this report and many things that are happening in the United States allow for our kids to make their own decisions, of which we parents are responsible for. That is not logical. Understand, too, that we currently pay 22% of the United Nations budget. So we have a huge interest in the direction of the United Nations, and we should have a say in the decisions that they make. We realize, too, that the United Nations was really developed to be a peacekeeping organization, to bring peace to the world. Has that worked? No. There's at least 20 to 30 wars ongoing worldwide every year. So they have failed in what they were called to do, What they're trying to do now is to develop policies that are dealing with human rights. So they couldn't do something right in one place, so they're just moving and shifting their direction in the other place. But also keep in mind, this policy is part of the directive of the sustainable goals that they have. They have a program to develop 17 sustainable goals by 2030 that are all meant to bring us into global unity worldwide with really the foundation of all of that being climate control. And you say, well, what does climate control have to do with sex underage? It's all one great big agenda. And every one of them is calling us to come into conformity to the directives that they're leading us into. And so you have some on sex, some have global warming, you have some on human rights. Certainly a lot of them deal with finances and redistribution of wealth. That's the goal of the United Nations. So every policy that they develop is designed to bring us into submission to their leadership and into a global government that puts us all on the same plane. But wait a minute, because consider that the largest religions in the world are Christianity, then Islam, then Buddhism and Hinduism. How do you put us all on the same level playing field when we all have different religious beliefs? 
And most of those beliefs do not acknowledge or agree with the direction that the United Nations is going in these policies. The world doesn't seem to really want this if you look at the population, but the UN does and is pushing this as a world organization that has some clout. And we need to push back on this, that in 2010, there was a movie that came out called The Whistleblower. And there was Catherine Balkovic, who is a human rights consultant, a former police investigator with the Lincoln, Nebraska Police Department, decided that she would volunteer to be a peacekeeper in Bosnia because that was something she felt was important to do. She went over there and found out that the UN peacekeepers had this terrible sex trafficking thing going on with the young girls there. And so she tried to expose it and was given nothing but grief. It's a really good movie. So you can get it, you know, if you want to watch it. Very proud that this woman is from Lincoln, Nebraska, and did what she could to blow the whistle on what the UN peacekeepers were doing there, and they're doing it all over the world. There's all kinds of reports about that. So the UN is um, trying to decriminalize their own behavior. And you also think of the elites, the Jeffrey Epstein people, when we think of the rich and the powerful that might want this kind of thing. Debbie, as we go over all of this, it just makes me sick and angry. And I think, how is it that we can push back on all of this? We have to get back into the truth, the word of God, so that we know what's true and we know what's wrong and understand that it has to change. But what are we going to do about it? Take people to the word of God. Take our kids to the word of God. God's word will not return void without accomplishing its purpose. So that will build in the word of God into their hearts. And just think if our kids started, let's say, age 9 or 10, when they can really read well and start understanding more of the difficult parts of the Bible, and they do that all their lives, they're going to have God's word seeped into their hearts, and they're going to know what's right and wrong. So that when they come into situations where they're tempted, or someone is talking about something that's not right, they're going to know what the truth is. It's so important to have them know the truth and for parents to be empowered to teach them and also to be empowered to find out what's going on in the schools to make sure that things aren't going on that we have seen go on in other states. There's a woman in California, I believe her name is Erin Friday, and she has started a group called Our Duty. She started it because her daughter was being transgendered through the school system, and she didn't know it. She's a Democrat. She's an attorney. Most of all, she's a mom. And she went and testified about these things. She was given nothing but grief. And so she just empowered herself, now has other people, like-minded people with her to make sure that they know what's going on in the school system, what's going on with psychologists, because she said she took her daughter to a psychologist, and all of the psychologists are pretty much woke in California. And so she had to fire the psychologist. She had to really take things on her own and make sure that that daughter knew that this is not what we stand for in this family. It was not easy. We hope that we won't go that far, that we will find out what's going on in children's lives before it's too late so that we can help them being proactive instead of reactive. And I want you to consider, too, there are other options in the public school. You can homeschool. You can send your kids to private schools. We have choices to make. What's important? At least if we send our kids to public schools and they're learning these things, we have to spend time with our kids every day, reinforcing the truth of the Word of God and deprogramming them from things that are wrong that they're hearing. Because the worst thing that can happen to us to have our kids have made decisions that we didn't know about, 
that will and have ruined many lives because they were too young to know and they didn't include their parents in their discussions. So I encourage you to be proactive in your family's lives, in your kids' lives, and do whatever you have to do because you are training up the next generation. And are you going to train them up to support all of this and to make decisions that are wrong for them? Or are you going to train them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord? Thank you for joining us today on Living Word Ministries with Debbie Blank. This is a listener-supported show. If you'd like to support this program or contact Debbie Blank, you may do so at P.O. Box 540-003, Omaha, Nebraska, 68154, or visit our website at livingwordministry.org. Please tune in each week at this same time for Living Word Ministries with Debbie Blank.